Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. For Bob Jane T-Mars, tire and wheel specialists. And for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering. Your advantage. Yeah, welcome to Off the Bench for another week. Scotty Sattler, how are you, my friend? I'm great. Um, I'm probably better than a lot of Broncos fans and Broncos Ooh. players at the moment. Uh, but if you're a Roosters fan, straight away you're throwing a hand grenade over the fence to the rest of everyone else in the competition to say, you know what, even though we've lost Latrell, even though we've lost Cooper Cronk, we can still create a three-peat here because they're amazing. I don't know whether they're amazing or the Brisbane Broncos are horrible. Oh, they were good. <laughs> yeah, they, they it hurts good. me to say that I too. can't believe they've been holding on to this bum like James Tedesco for so long when they've got a bloke like Morris. <laughs> no, money joking. Mate, the Broncos made those Morris twins look like they were 22 last I, I'd night. hate to think what that would have been if Tedesco played. Unbelievable. 59-0 yeah. if you missed the, the response. There's nothing, the wrong, nothing wrong with Brett Morris. He was oh. amazing. He, he was one of our... Th- he, Got one of our awards for an NRL Nations as well in three, two, one. So they didn't lose too much. Yeah, they look pretty good. The Roosters. Um, I don't know what Nick Pilates was uh, whinging about uh, before the resumption of the competition, but they look fantastic. We're going to get into that game a little later on. All the latest NRL news of the week. Craig Bellamy will be on the show a little later on as well. So a lot of stuff happening. Uh, make sure you pop into Beaumont Tiles. They're open with 30% off Aussie-made tiles if you're doing some renovation. Still, well, look, we're in semi-lockdown, I would say, now at the moment. But renovations have gone through the roof I had a bloke, COVID. I had a bloke out this morning. Just I've got to get a little bit of concreting done. Holy moly. Anyone think I'm building a house mm. at the quotes I'm getting? It's just, uh, <laughs> do you know anyone who does concreting? Yes. Are they legit? Maybe. Oh, God. Cashy. Yeah, see, cashy. Cashy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, okay. And I've got to give you the cash. You wash it. (laughs) Pass it over them. Our friends at Beaumont Tiles don't do this, and they've come on board, and we're going to give away two bathroom makeovers valued at $10,000. It's not cash. It's all above board, not like Scott Sattler. All you have to do is head to iCanWin.com.au, upload a pic of your ugly bathroom that needs a makeover and tell us what your Beaumont style is. Choose Beaumont Tiles proudly, Aussie, with 30% off Aussie mode tiles. Uh, and that is happening right now. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Right, mate. John Bateman, this story keeps going on and on and on where he might be going. Uh, we do know he's uh, had shoulder surgery on Thursday. They, by the way, um, mm-hmm. before we get into the latest on John Bateman, does that devalue his the shoulder contract? surgery? Yeah, that's the second one, isn't it? It is. It is. And sometimes if you've had a one shoulder surgery, it, the outcome is always not what you originally went in there for. And sometimes you may need to go in for, for extra work. Now, we, we don't know how bad the shoulder is. We don't know whether it's going to be two, three weeks or whether it's going to be two to three months. So does it devalue him if he doesn't play this year? Yeah, it does. If I'm in a club, I'm saying yeah, because you've had one really good year, an outstanding year, Dally M second row of the year. So your stocks are rising. But if you're not on, if you're out of, if you're not on the field and you're not in the eyes of people week in, week out, you're 
quickly become redundant and other rug, and other players start to overtake you. Will other clubs be concerned that this could be an ongoing injury? A, well, we don't know the full extent what? of what the shoulder surgery is, but uh, from all reports, it doesn't seem to be anything major. So, okay. no, I don't think that's a concern from a club point of view. But if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Where's he going, Sats? Do you think he'll go home to the UK where his 10-year-old daughter is, or do you think he'll stay in Australia? And do you think he'll get his 800 grand? Yeah, um, he'll get his 800 grand if he decides to stay here. Won't be the Australia. Raiders. They won't upgrade. Won't be in the Raiders. And to be quite honest, I'm, I'm led to believe that when Newcastle were, they had salary cap space for an $800,000 back rower, that Bateman was trying to be positioned there by his management at Newcastle. Tyson Frizzell came in, swooped in, took that contract. He's going to Newcastle. 2021. So that leaves Bateman now negotiating with the likes of the Dragons to take Frizzell's spot, the Bulldogs. Uh, Gold Coast Titans also apparently have entered the race. Any chance with uh, uh, Mal there? Uh, yeah, there would be a chance. It, it, it's what motivates John Bateman. Is it money? Which he's always said it is more about money and, and building a really good future for his family, uh, his daughter, or is it about premierships? Well, I don't think it's premierships per se for him. I think it's money first. Premiership second, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but I think Ricky is resigned to the fact that one, and I'm reading this into his comments during the week when they want to talk about Bateman in a press conference during the week, and he just said, "Well, he's out for a few weeks. We don't know what's going on. His manager's sorting everything out. Let's move on." To me, that says Ricky's had enough of it. Mm. I think that's Ricky saying, "John, you've put yourself in this position also, along with your manager, and." I think he's resigned to the fact he's not going to have Bateman in 2021 onwards. There's a chance he's thinking he may not have Bateman for a large portion of 2020. Yep. And he's saying to himself, I've got a really good rugby league team now. So if you don't want to be part of it, well, we need to move on. You know what that also says? He's not talking to him. Yeah, you're probably right. Talk to his manager. Yep. Um, you know, he hasn't got that communication. And Do you know when the players before COVID, uh, when COVID was up and the competition hadn't started... Jace, uh, a lot of the players were, remember they were threatening that they were going to strike that, that first round, May yeah. 28, if all the protocols weren't yep. ticked off. And um, and it was a, a power struggle from the players. Peter Valenti's got all the key players from every club on a Zoom call and basically said, stop listening to your managers. Stop listening to your managers who are doing, you're saying you're going to get 50% subtracted by this and and then you divide this by timing this and adding this. You're going to get 80% of your money that you're owed this year and that's better than what a lot of people in the normal workforce are going to get yeah, for 2021. Right. Yeah. Uh, 2020, I should say. So you make a decision whether you want to continue playing the game. It was as simple as that. And, and this occasion with John Bateman, the, the manager is controlling the narrative and Ricky's trying to take that control back. Is he that... won't be at Canberra next year. The only reason he'll be at Canberra next year is if he's willing to fulfil his contract that he has signed till the end of 2021, and they're going to make him uphold that contract. Can I, I reckon, I reckon, and Valandis is probably the man to do this, by the way, because he says what we all want to say to players' faces. Um, I reckon, and if it's going to happen, it's going to happen under Valandis. If you sign a contract with a club, you must honour that contract, right? You must honour it. Like Gordon Tallis did with Super League. If that means if you want to quit that club and you sign with someone else, you've got to sit out the remainder of that contract. And I think it's got to be fair to the clubs. The clubs are hemorrhaging already. Mm. They're, they're, in good faith, they're signing these two, three, four-year four year contracts with players. 
But you get these new managers, these greedy managers that come along and go, I can get you more, which is what's happened in John Bateman's, Bateman's case. And all of a sudden, you're not focusing on the club you're playing for. Coaches become disenfranchised. Other players become disenfranchised. Fans become disenfranchised. So if you're, say, John Bateman, and you want to leave the Raiders a year early, fine, mate, but you've got to sit on the sideline. Mm. Yeah, you, and the Raiders don't have to pay you. Well, you break come, a contract. It would come down to special circumstances about uh, are you being played in first grade and can you strengthen another club? Yeah, that's one circumstance you, you would allow a player to go to another club. If your salary cap is by whatever reason looking like it's going to be hemorrhaging. I think the NRL, I think it has to be controlled by the NRL as a club. That's what I'm saying, the the Landis, absolutely. You're right. The NRL needs to be say, yeah, we'll... They ratify the contracts, mate. We'll ratify that movement over to that club. That's fine under That's these it. circumstances. That's right. But if you just want to get out because you want to earn more money, even though you've signed a contract till the end of 2021... Sorry, mate, you either stay there or you sit out the season. And they shouldn't ratify contracts till that current one is expiring. So yeah. come September 2021, then they should be ratifying You've that contract. You've got to remember, Jace. I mean, we always get very excited about the first year of a player. Some debutants come in and they, they have these amazing first games or first seasons, and you go, wow, this is special. Hmm. Then there's the, what they call the second and third year syndrome. And... John Bateman, as good as what he was in 2019, not taking that away from him. And I've got no doubt that wherever he plays, he's going to make a difference. But we don't know yet in year two. We don't know. We don't know whether people are going to work out that he's got this late little shuffle before the line and the inside defender is going to come up and clean him up on every occasion. You know, clubs may realise that he carries the ball in the left hand, so it's really easy for, for a defender to knock that out in, in contact. All these little things that people will get used to now that he's been in the comp for one year. So we don't know yet whether year year two he should be worth eight hundred thousand dollars on the and all it's all good to him if he in mm. year two this year he has a great season if he gets on the field he's worth the eight hundred thousand he's going to be asked for because yeah. he's proven to the rugby league public that he's that he's worthy of it. I just I, I wish I just wished a lot of players didn't listen to managers. All the time, you know. Well, they I mean? are they are essential in in some instances. Yeah, they but, really are. Yeah, but they they are absolutely because they're the ones that have got to they've got to take the bullets for the players. So the player doesn't. Why do they have to take the bullets for the players? Why well, can't the players take the bullets? Well, it, it's difficult for a player to walk into a, a CEO's office and talk about what he thinks he's worth as opposed to what the club thinks he's worth worth, and then it's opposed to what they can actually afford, part of the salary cap. One, some don't have the negotiation skills. Two, it takes your focus off playing on the field. Three, it, it also affects the relationship with key stakeholders did, in the club. Did you have a manager? I had my father right, for the first half of my career. And then when I started being offered reasonable money, I then got a manager because I didn't want to break the relationship with the club. Now, in the end, I... I probably didn't need one in the end because I used to walk into the CEO and say, he'd say, oh, your contract's up this year. Do you want to sign for another two You'd years? write a figure down, and piece I'd, of paper. And he'd I'd, faint. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say, yeah, absolutely. I just want the same money that I was on previously. Jeez, that's rare. Jeez, you must have been on a stack of cash. No, there. so... You were, were you getting jackpots from the from the Leagues Club or anything like no, that? Definitely no, definitely not. I wish I was if getting we're that. winning any yeah. raffle. The winner is S. Sattler. But in saying that also, Jason, like I wasn't one of the top, Two, three, four, five percent of the competition. Those guys really need managers yeah, when you're yeah. talking, you know, telephone book numbers. 
All right. We've spoken too long about uh, John Bateman. Uh, James Tedesco, first player to withdraw due to high temperatures. Yeah, missed the uh, Thursday night game. Woke up Thursday morning, had a temperature, I think, 37.2, which normally is not too bad. But under the protocols, they're saying um, if you are playing at home, you're allowed to arrive at the ground. Then we would test you again. And if you're still high, we would send you to another quarantined area then if we your would temperature's test you still again. high not if you're still high yeah yeah yeah, to get yeah, that right. yeah yeah you know haven't been blazing on but um yeah but because they had to travel on a plane it made sense yeah, you could just have don't get the whole yeah team. you don't get on a, a closed environment but um we it, haven't heard any more about this have we and and oh my god uh, we would hate to think whether james tedesco turns out to have COVID. We don't want that. Because if that happens it gives peter fitzsimons an opportunity Absolutely. To, to tee off on the game again <laughs> but he's isolated. But let's hope, you know. Let's hope he's not sick either. But it could just be a, a common cold, yeah. flu, temperature up. Um, Broncos snuck into his room, stuck a hot water bottle uh, underneath him during the night. Maybe didn't work. Wrapped him in an electric blanket. I don't know. They what's found this guy on. called Brett Morris. It was one of the best players on the field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what about this story? Uh, yesterday, uh, it came back out. Uh, NRL bosses will ban betting. On the Daly M Awards, Andrew Abdo spoke with 10 News uh, yesterday afternoon, um, and this is what he actually had to say. Any event where there's a predetermined outcome uh, lends itself to risk, um, and for us it's important to reduce risk and you know, ultimately make this about who the Daly M winner is. Uh, um, and, uh, but this has nothing to do with any allegations or any events. Are you concerned at all about uh, the police investigation, about what charges or what names might come up? Well, that's a matter for the police. Uh, it's not under our jurisdiction. And uh, we certainly, uh, if, if information uh, is brought to us, we'll look at it. And we have an integrity team that does that. But um, uh, there's nothing in front of us to suggest any uh, NRL registered official has been involved in anything. Now, police are saying there could be further arrests. But um, acting CEO Andrew Abdo, that there doesn't look like any NRL officials are involved in that. Um, I think the key word there, Jace, is predetermined. So yeah. betting on anything that's predetermined, so we know the result. Yeah, different to you know, greyhounds, uh, horse racing, whatever it may it be. It makes sense, right? Well, there's too many people involved in the process. When you break it all down, there's a lot of people involved in the process. We don't know whether this has happened previously, and it just hasn't been uncovered. I'd like to think it hasn't happened at all previously, and this is the only one that's ever been uncovered. But when there are so many people involved in the process to the people who co- collate the votes, who then log the votes, people who have access to that log, and then you've got the people who are putting together the vision of the winner of those different positions, coach of the year, second row of the year, lock of the year, whatever it may be. There are a lot of people that are involved in that process. Then you add alcohol to the equation. <laughs> and, um, and on this occasion, one of the, contractor, one of the contractors to the NRL um, knew the, the overall outcome and then... We're in a public scene mm-hmm. where they transferred this information to one, two, three, whatever it was, people who then obviously made a volley of bets over a, a period of time. Uh, whether they were bets that were scattered, mm. scattered around various bookies, I don't know. I don't, and also, Jason, again, this is coming from an uneducated view. We know that betting companies have become hot property when it comes to to governing sports now, the major sports like AFL, the NRL, whatever it may be. We see a lot of advertising around it. Like, Where does that affect mm. their sponsorship with the NRL now moving forward? Oh, that's a whole 
another. Again, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, and that's don't been even want to touch on it. No, and that's been around for ages. That mm. discussion. Mm. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. Right, Friday night. Geez, I was a lot more confident last Friday night about this time when the Rabbitohs took on the Roosters. Geez. I was disappointed. The Rabbitohs tonight, 7.55 at Amy Stadium. I don't think the stadium makes a difference to the games now. We're seeing a lot of weight team wins. There's no crowd. There's no The crowds get the home teams over the line. So I just think it's you could play anywhere. It's neutral, all right? And a quick private jet down to Melbourne won't worry the bunnies. But what will worry me tonight when the storm take on the Rabbitohs was how lethargic and flat South looked last Friday night. So that's... Yeah, they were. You're right. They were really disappointing, actually, against the Roosters. Melbourne Storm, probably more so, I thought, against the Canberra Raiders. Now, we know Canberra have got a, a really good record against Melbourne and Melbourne. Now, the last three, they've beaten Melbourne every time they've played them. Um, but in saying that, you don't want to be a side. And I suppose it's always the easy easy way to look at it when you're playing um, when you're playing the Melbourne Storm is you never want to play them after a loss. And they were, they were pretty ordinary last week, the Melbourne Storm, when it comes to yeah, their expectations from their coaching staff. Um, so South Sydney, very predictable again, really predictable. Really predictable. With I mean, no plan. Cody Walker, though. Cody Walker does bring that unpredictability. You're right? right. You're right. And this new rule, actually, will really suit Cody Walker. He likes playing flat and he likes playing fast and he likes playing with some creativity, spontaneity. So he hasn't been a, had a chance yet because of the suspension. Troy Dargan is only a young man. He's playing 5-8 at the moment. Really found it difficult, I thought, to keep up with the pace of the game Do you think he's, he's up to first grade? Oh, he will be eventually. So he's not. I'm asking right now. No, right now I don't think he is. Uh, I think a perfect scenario for him would be to play him on the bench and okay, maybe yeah. get him on the field for 15 or 20 minutes, just get used to yep. the rigours of it. I don't like Latrell Mitchell. I, I, I like Latrell, Latrell Mitchell at fullback. At some time during the game, I don't like him starting the game at fullback. No, his defensive effort, defensive effort last week, there were two tries scored and was like, where's Latrell Mitchell? Yeah, his positioning, and that comes down off to... Off kicks, both of them off kicks too. And a lot of people say, oh, hang on a sec, he hasn't played fullback. Well, he has. He's played a yeah. lot of fullback. Absolutely. Um, it, that just came down to, one, awareness, two, um, complacency, three, fatigue. You and I spoke about this, and it was funny because I like it when you approve something I tell you <laughs> off the air. In attack last week, Mitchell looked fantastic, and we both agree he should be at five eight. I, I think they this should, week. This week, I think they should play him at five eight, and this is where I gives. I think it gives the ability to play Troy Dargan, the young number six, on the bench yep. while Cody Walker's out. But I would have played Mitchell at five eight, and then through the game, I would have moved him back to fullback, getting a, get him in the game really early from a a physical standpoint, making tackles in the front line, yeah, sure. getting the ball and just ripping into the defence, where at fullback you get the ball from a really good kick and all of a sudden you look up and you've got seven or eight numbers in front of you. I think with as a defender, I want Latrell at fullback when and he's unfit. Isolated and isolated. As a defender, I don't want Latrell in the front line getting the ball and taking me on one-on-one yep. when I'm fatigued myself. And when he took it to the line and double-pumped to Murray, yeah. South looked outstanding. Beautiful. And South is stronger with Johnson at fullback. How many bloody times You're do we to have to say that? I was, mate. Yeah. Bennett's losing the plot. Yeah. What? How many times do we have to say the whole world can see that? And Murray, so you know what I think. And Murray's playing out of position. Well, now he'll go back to lock tonight. He'll go back to where he, he can better. Just, he can roam around the field for and just basically 
play the role that an old-fashioned... And we're seeing that with the new rule. The old-fashioned lock will come back into play. It won't be a third front rower. It'll be a skillful lock forward that can run, do angles. Offload. Offload, tip the ball yeah. onto the halves, yeah. like Victor Radley did against the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> How good is he? Outstanding. That's the God way... he can tackle too. Jake Trebojevic, yeah. all these sort of lock forwards. Yeah. Now, Badge doesn't agree with me when he always says, oh, your fullbacks to this day and age have to be like a second 5-8. You have to be able to throw passes. Well... First and foremost, you just got to be quick. And Alex Johnson is quick. So if you put him in a situation where he's got to show his speed and then pass second, he's going to do that easy. Whereas I don't think Latrell has that speed at the moment. All right. Storm or Rabbit tonight? Who's going to win? Storm. All righty. This is Off the Bench. Thanks to our great mates at Hastings Deering and also Bob Jane T-Marts. You're listening to Off the Bench. And for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Deering. Your advantage and Bob Jane Tmart's tire and wheel specialists will be back soon. We're back. This is off the bench for Bob Jane Tmart's tire and wheel specialists and for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering. Your advantage. Yeah, welcome back to off the bench. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Race at your place. Racingqueensland.com.au. Time to get a Racing Queensland update. Chris Nelson. Hello, mates. Hello, Jason. Hello, Seth. How are we going? Yeah, very, very good, uh, Chris. Now, big weekend, obviously, in racing. The Stradbroke, the Group 1s, the Stradbroke and the Atkins. And I want to ask you, Chris, the barrier draw that came out during the week, has that changed the view of some of the punters? I would say it would have to, Seth. I mean, uh, look at the uh, three horses that drew were uh, 21 and beyond. We had uh, the favourite, Dawn Passage, come up with gate 23. Three uh, last year's winner Trekking come up with gate twenty two, and last year's runner up Tie Zone drew gate twenty one. So yeah, I was keen on Tie Zone. I nearly jumped off, but I'm, I'm going to stick because if you look at some of the stats over the last few years, uh, the outside barriers have got a pretty good, uh, pretty good strike rate in the Stradbroke. So yes, it'll probably turn a few people off, but gee, it's a lottery. There's probably twelve winning chances. So I would stick with what you uh, normally like. You never, never know. Yeah, two big group ones this weekend, the Stradbroke and the in the Atkins. Just such a pity we can't have crowds at the races this weekend, Chris. Oh, oh it certainly is, Jason. But, uh, look, it's probably not too far away. I see we are allowed uh, 20 people on track now at Eagle Farm on Saturday. So that will be select people, of course. Uh, but, that, look, that means we're heading in the right direction. So maybe uh, a month or so down the track, the owners can come back. And once the owners start to come back, and then the crowds will start to come back and we can get out there and enjoy ourselves once again. So things are looking up for sure. But, yeah, it certainly is a shame when you get to these really big meetings, isn't it? Will those 20 people, Chris, be the biggest punters uh, that uh, will be allowed in <laughs> and not just the general public? I don't know who they're going to be. They're going to be whatever, whoever they are, they're going to be very important people. There is no <laughs> doubt about that. Will they have a fashions on the field with 20 people? Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if there'd be a dress code for those 20 people. (laughs) You don't need to wear anything, do you? Absolutely. Not really. All right, mate. mate. Listen, great to catch up with you. Uh, Racing Queensland with the help of Sky Racing and Tab. Race at your place. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And, of course, gamble responsibly. Chris Nelson, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. On Off The Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. Yeah, well, what is there to talk about <laughs> last night? We're not going to go through every try, are we? No. No. Okay, no. cool. No, you just... 
I'm not even going to play the audio. We'll be yeah. here for three months. I yep. want to get your mate your thoughts on the game. You've given me a whole list of stuff. Where do you want to start? Yeah, well, it's quite easy to say that the Brisbane Broncos were embarrassed. Um, the big question is, are the Roosters going well or are the Brisbane Broncos just bad? I, I think it's both. The Roosters were outstanding. Um, if they had Tedesco, could have been another one or two tries. The Brisbane Broncos had David Fafita, Tavita, Pangai Jr., Katoni, Staggs. Would have, if it been different, absolutely it would have. It wouldn't have been 59, but I still think they would have been beaten comprehensively. Unfortunately, it's men against boys at the moment with the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Jace, I, I really think that they haven't, they haven't adapted to the, the new rule really well, and that's for a number of reasons. It's easy to say that, but the reason why it's easy to say that is very young playing group. I think the average age of 22, uh, which is really good sometimes around sort of round eight through to about round 14. It's usually held you in good stead, I've always found, because you've got these really young, hungry players that have got used to first grade for the first the first part of the season. They, get, they have this really good run, and then they start to filter out at the end of the season when the rigours of NRL and the and the bumps and bruises are just mm. harder to recover from in your in your first couple of years. So um, it's a number of things, uh, but also they're a very structured side. That's why the first two rounds are really good. They're really structured, and the game suited them. Now with the game speeding up, the young players just can't go with it, and you need to be a little bit more creative, and they don't have a lot of unstructured, creative players that can play with some spontaneity. Will um, Fafida, Stags, and Pangai Jr. make much of a difference? Yeah, they will. They will when they come back. They'll make a significant difference because, one, they're tough, they're mobile, they're big, they're fast. So, Saw that with Huss last night, didn't we? He, he was, Payne Huss was amazing. He was, he was by himself. Yeah, I mean, another 50 tackles. and Unbelievable. Took him off the field, I think, because they felt sorry for him, yeah. you know, where usually he stays out for the 80 minutes. Uh, but the Roosters, they were really good. Victor Radley was outstanding. He's going to have scans on his elbow. I think Anthony Milford, he'll be scrutinised as well this week. Even though he had he had possession of the ball, it looks as though he knew that Radley's arm was trapped in the ball and that he deliberately twisted it to make Radley feel really uncomfortable as a tackler. Um, but seeing he's in, in attack, I think they'll probably bypass that. Even as his performance will be scrutinised. You know what? I didn't even see him in the first He's half. He's not a 5'8". He never has been. And never saw we, him. We keep waxing lyrical on about the same conversation each and every year. He's not a 5'8". Where, and he doesn't where, want where, where, where should he's he be? He's a fullback. He's a, yeah. he's a kid that plays like he's in the backyard. He just wants... If he's at fullback, this rule suits him. When he's 5'8", he's stuck to one side of the field and he can't play off the cuff. When he's fullback, he's roaming around wherever. Wherever there's an opportunity, he bobs up. And he's a fullback every day of the week. But And it's not his fault, Anthony Milford. It's the coach's fault that they're not picking him in the right position. So he can only do, not only do what he's, what's thrown in front of him, he can still create opportunities for his side, but he's going to do it a lot better at fullback. Now, another issue that's, that after the game is that Anthony Subal, with some of the messages that he... That he um, that conveyed. he conveyed at the, the media conference after the game, like they do in every post-conference. He said, with almost $4 million worth of the salary cap, I think he's clutching there, out. I thought it was the best side we could come up with. Now, that's not sending a really good message to the other players that are, that are playing mm. in that side. They're thinking, oh, well, am I just second best or some of them? And another comment is, we've come out of COVID and haven't fired a shot. Can we turn it around in a week? Well, I'm not sure. Again, not a great message, not great confidence in your playing group. 
moving forward, whether he's trying to, I don't know, use reverse psychology, I'm not quite sure. I, I think he's making an excuse for himself. Well, you know, he, he better come with a better a better excuse or a better approach because it's um, very quickly with the current day athlete, they're not going to cop that for too long. We'll be back in a minute. Our hot topic next here on Off The Bench. You're listening to Off The Bench and for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering. Your Advantage and Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back soon. We're back. This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists and for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering. Your Advantage. Hot Topic Time on Off The Bench. Get connected with Southern Phone. Amazing new mobile SIM deals are available now from Southern Phone. Now, Sats, uh, this week you want to talk about a stouse from a couple of former players. Love it when front rowers go head-to-head. Mark Carroll up against Paul Gallen around the Bronson Sherry uh, drug scandal, uh, performance-enhancing drug scandal. Uh, Spud had a lot to say about Gal. Gal had a lot to say about Spud. Here it is. Mate, I just want to go on what you're saying about Bronson Sherry. I can't believe this kid did this, and now Gallon wants to back him and, 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 and say that you know, it was okay. Are you cracking jokes? Mate, you don't take drugs. You want to take drugs, you don't play our game. Simple as that. I think uh, Gal, mate, he got slapped on the wrist for what he did. He got away with it. And this kid, he's going to have to pay the penalty. Well, first of all, for what I did, well, we all know anyone who, as I said, in my column, they say, looks past the first two lines. We know it was a club-run program where players were duped and doped. I was one of 16 players to a plea to guilty, and I bet you that goose couldn't name another two or three players. But I just love a big, tough guy with a big mouth. I was with I was with Mark Carroll probably three or four months ago, not even, doing a luncheon with him. Mate, he's shaking my hand, best mates in my face, nice as pie, and wants to get on radio and say things like that. Like, if you don't like someone or you think someone's done the wrong thing, don't shake their hand and be nice to them. Be a man about it and say, mate, you've done the wrong thing. I don't like you. Well, there you go. Tough words. I'd like to see those two in the ring. Club run. Duped program, please. Come on. Okay, let's move yeah, on. That's uh, our hot topic. Amazing new mobile SIM deals now from Southern Phone. Rightio, time to catch up with uh, the head coach of the Melbourne Storm. Great guy. Good friend of uh, Badger's and yep. yours and of the show. Uh, and this is how the chat went during the week. Melbourne Storm head coach, old teammate of mine, Craig Bellamy. How are you, Bellyache? Hey, Badger. How are you doing? Very good, very good. I, um, you probably didn't have the smile on your dial that a lot of people did after that round of footy because um, Storm didn't play that well. But, gee, it was, uh, there was a lot to – I thought there was a lot to like, a lot that took me back to the 80s and 90s, uh, the way the footy, the fo- footy was played with the six again rule. What did, what did you think? Oh, yeah, again, it's, um, you know, it's only one round of footy yet. So, yeah, but obviously, yeah, there was a lot of good signs there with it, you know, without a doubt. But um, – you know, uh, I think you know just getting used to the uh, the one referee thing. I think you know that that's going to take a little bit of time as well. But um, that looks like you know like very promising. Um, you know, after I didn't see all the games, but the ones I've seen you know early in the in the round, that uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a success. Mm, it looked to me like it might bring some of the smaller players back into the game. I think that can only be a good thing as well because I know they you know there's there's always been a place for them, but. Uh, I'd just like to see a few more line breaks made and a bit more open footy. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that, mate. Have you pinpointed, Craig, what, what went wrong um, on Friday night? It wasn't your best your t- best team performance? No, it, it, it was. I was, you know, pretty uh, disappointed, to be quite, quite honest, Badge. You know, we didn't play, 
you know, we weren't great with our execution in the first two rounds either, to be quite honest. But, um, you know, we won both those games basically through a whole heap of effort. And I thought our effort levels um, were way down, you know, on the weekend. Um, you know, the other thing, I think we completed about 60%. So uh, when you're playing a, a side like Canberra, yeah. you know, they just out-toughed us and out, um, you know, I suppose out enthused us, to be quite honest. And, you know, that, that was a di- the disappointing part for me. Um, like I say, we weren't, you know, it looked like we could have stayed there all night to be in that second half, to be quite honest, and not score a try. So there's some things that we need to improve there, without a doubt. But I was just, you know, disappointed that some of our lack of effort on occasions and um, yeah so that was the thing for me. Craig I've always been intrigued with how you handle the the constant turnover over the last couple of years there's some great players you know Slater, Cronk, Hoffman, Chambers you know Vunavalu maybe going to rugby union and the uncertainty around Josh Adokar going back to Sydney all those areas has it been hard to to continually try and find that rhythm that Melbourne have been so famous for? Yeah, it's, it, it has been such. You know, um, you know, we need to work hard on our com- uh, combinations. You know, we, we always seem to be losing some players after each year, and this year it seemed to be a lot of outside backs. You know, with um, you know Will going and and uh, and Curtis going, and then you know it was like we're going to lose you know Josh and Sully at the end of this year. So yeah, it's it has been a uh, a, a real issue for us. But um, you know we make sure we get in and work really hard in the pre-season and, and then during the year work really hard in our com- on our combinations. But, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, like I say, it, it's, it's, it's not that easy to do sometimes, but uh, and sometimes that does take uh, a little bit of time. But, um, you know, we've been, um, you know, pretty lucky to be quite honest in, you know, some of the players that have come in over here, mm-hmm. like Munster went from fullback to 5'8", and, you know, made a real success of that. You know, Ryan Hap- uh, Pappenhausen come in the fullback and, you know, he's made a real success yeah. of, of that. Um, you know, we were wrapping in the way Jerome played in, in the first game this year at halfback. Um, you, know, you know, perhaps, you know, the next few games haven't been quite to that standard, but um, he just needs to get used to, um, you know, playing in that role, you know, each and every week. So, um, but as I say, things are what they are and, you know, people move on and, um, you know, new people come to your club. So, you just got to work as hard as you can to, uh, you know, to get everyone up to speed and um, make sure, you know, we know what each other's doing. Feel like there was a bit of a free kick for um, for rugby league uh, in Melbourne on the weekend, and another one this weekend. What, what's the what's the vibe like down there with with no AFL? Is are all eyes turned to the uh, to the rugby league? Right, there wasn't too many eyes last Saturday uh, <laughs> night, but um, yeah, like we, we were hoping, obviously that. Um, you know, that uh feel the Melbourne Knights will, you know, get on T V and, and watch us. Um again it's 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 a little bit hard to know to be quite honest, because all we do is sort of you know, we go to the train and then we gotta go straight home. So you're not really around the, the streets or the coffee shops or whatever. Oh, true. Um, you know, with, with people yeah, so uh that's a little bit uh a little bit hard to gauge that. But um I think the um uh the figures I think someone said to me the figures, you know, for the T V ratings was as high as as it's ever been, you know, for, for mm. rugby. Like that, I, I don't know if that that was in Victoria or, or just as a whole, but um, you know, I think you know, there's a there's a, a fair interest in the storm in um, in Melbourne, and you know, I'm um, I'm sure there was a fair few watched last week, and um, hopefully we can do something up a little bit better on uh, on Friday night.
Yeah. Now, Craig, before we let you go, we, you know, we love the characters of the game. And last week we got to interview one of your one of your players, Brandon Smith. You know, calls himself a hectic <laughs> cheese. Now, would would it be fair to say that he's playing in the wrong era? Should he have been back playing with Terry Regan and Co? Yeah, without a doubt, he, um, <laughs> he should have been playing. And um, I tell you, it should have been his teammate, is uh, Cameron Munster. Uh, those two guys um, can uh, wear thin at times, and um, but uh, they're terrific. They're all, I'm sort of joking there. They're, they're terrific, you know, kids that have around the, um, you know, around the club. They just, you know, they're fairly um, fancy free with their, their life outside the foot. But um, you know, when they when they come to train and when it's time to play, that's when they they get a bit serious. And they're, and they're both great players, but they're but they are old-style style players. You know, they he did have, mention um, that Munster drives you insane. Yeah, he does. Yeah, without a doubt. That's, um, <laughs> it's not your time for me to retire, Satch, and one of the main reasons for that is Kevin Munster and uh, just a, probably a little bit of, um, of a shake of uh, Brandon uh, Smith after that. But, uh, yeah, but like I say, it's, it's all uh, in, in fun and games. But, yeah, like you're right. They're, they're definitely old-style I suppose athletes, but old-style old um, personalities as well, to be quite honest. So that's yeah. why I really enjoy having those guys around. Yeah, well, in a very serious football environment at times, Belak, I'm sure it's uh, it's good fun, and it always was when we uh, when we played together, mate. Hey, thanks very much for joining us on Sports Day, mate. We uh, we really appreciate you giving up your time, and hopefully a much better performance on uh, Friday night by the Storm. No, thanks, Badge. Um, say good day to your family for us, mate. And uh, uh, it's good to talk to you and good to talk to you too, Seth. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. You're listening to Off The Bench. And for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. And Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back soon. We're back. This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. And for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Yes, Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Time to go off the record for Choices Flooring. Floors for Living Sale now on. You've got a doozy today, Sats. Yes, uh, off the record, there will be a uh, high-priority profile coach. If he was available, he'd go to all the clubs would jump over broken glass for him. Wayne Bennett, wow. No, no, no. But uh, there's a high-profile coach that will announce in the next probably two to three months that he's leaving his current club. In two to three months or down the no, track? No, no, down the track. It'll be... It'll oh, how be... long would that be so I can start checking contracts? <laughs> <laughs> That's our off-the-record choices flooring. Floors for Living Sale is on now. Enjoy big savings on carpet, hard flooring, blinds and rugs. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. All right, mate, we've got uh, a few games to go. Eels versus Seagulls. Who's going to win this one, Sats? Uh, I think I'm going to pick the Seagulls, and I don't know why. I love the way that both of them played. Uh, Probably Parramatta had the better of the two wins, I think, but something's telling me that the Seagulls might be just a little bit tougher than them. Great game. Uh, Cowboys-Sharks. Cowboys-Sharks, I'm going to take the uh, Sharks. Okay, another great game. Raiders versus Knights Sunday, mm, Arvo. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Raiders at their home ground of Campbelltown. For the first time, I'm probably not going to watch Sunday night football. Titans versus West Tigers. West Tigers. Uh, and the Bulldogs versus Dragons, Monday. Uh, public holiday. Kieran Forenback, and um, you'd think the Bulldogs, but I'm going to take the Dragons. I just think... All righty, there you have it. There are our tip. Tips. 
before we go on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? All right, Sats, what are you looking forward to this weekend, mate? I'm looking forward to the, talking about one of the games you were just talking about, Gutherson versus Trebojevic, Ferguson versus Tafua, DCE versus Moses, the front row versus the front row. It's the back row of Lane and Madison up against Thompson and Sirenen. Yeah, the Manly game, 5.30, up against um, Parramatta, Para, Sadeabo. Mate, you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm what? going to use a chainsaw for the first time ever in my life. I love my chainsaw. It's one of my favourite kits of my toolkit. Hang on. I could have borrowed yours. I'm renting one. I'm paying 100 bucks. How big are the trees? Small. Now you can borrow mine. Just Cancel a bit it. of bush, mate. Cancel, Cancel it. it. All right. Can yep. you do it for me as well? <laughs> uh, this has been Off the Bench uh, for Hastings Deering, the best cat equipment, parts and service and technology, Hastings Deering, and our great mates at Bob, Jane, T-Mart. It's great to have them back on board as well. Have a great weekend, everyone.